For the last decade, I have opened every Sunday morning service with the same prayer. Would you join me now? Gracious God, we thank you for this good opportunity. Help us do something good with it. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, what a moment this is. What an opportunity this is. This morning, all over the world, pastor after pastor, preacher after preacher is going to deliver a sermon. And while we might all choose a different passage, it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone that we're all going to be taking on different facets of the same exact thing. I see that as a holy movement of unity, a recognition that we are all in this together, all denominations, all countries, all people. I hope that over the last week you have had moments where you become acutely aware of how fragile this life is and how precious we need to be treating one another. What was so important last week is nothing but a speck of dust this week. One thought that has occurred to me this morning is that we all have options. Suddenly, followers of Christ have more options than we ever dreamed possible. From the smallest of congregations to the largest of megachurches, everyone is streaming something online this morning. In many ways, I'm just a voice in the crowd. Our church isn't flashy, even in ordinary times. We gather together, but not for a show. And truthfully, we don't have a whole technology team and department to put something together that is glamorous and glittery. I'm not a pastor that has a research team to pull together illustrations and to do the background work ahead of time. And the more that I have thought about this, the more I feel that there is a truth, an honesty, an authenticity in remaining true to who we are. I have no doubt that you can find a far better preacher than I this morning. And although I deeply love both our music director Paul and Pastor Sung and the Well team, none of us are under a grand illusion that we are rock stars. But we are family. I know your names and your children, your hurts and your joys, we have been through a lot together. Weddings, births, baptisms, graduations, deaths. We've been in Bible studies and on mission trips, and lately we've been going on walks together. So as your pastor, though just another voice in the crowd, I'm not just dropping in to your life during this crisis. We were walking together in faith before this. We're walking together in faith now. And we are going to walk right out of this in faith together. Stronger than we have ever been. In many ways, this is how the Apostle Paul felt about the Colossians. When he opens his letter to them, he recounts their faith prior to that moment. He's heard about their love for Christ and the actions that have come out of that love. He 
speaks to a slow and, and steady faith that has nurtured over time and is starting to really find itself in, in a period of testing. So many times in the life of our congregation, we have talked about the importance of strengthening our faith long before we reach a crisis. So that when crises inevitably come, and they will, we can handle them with a faithful and measured response. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning, that faithful, measured response. Let me first start by confessing to you that I personally have gone through a wide range of emotions this week, and not all of them have been positive. There has been anger and frustration, disappointment, exhaustion, misunderstanding, grief, and a touch of self-absorption. But there has also been love and joy and patience and peace and hope. And if I'm honest, I think this whole week was a roller coaster for everybody. And that's to be expected in a time of significant change. But now, we're a week and a few days into it. And the dust is starting to settle a little bit. And I believe, I, I hope, not foolishly, that we're all coming around to this idea that we're going to be in this mess for a while. There's no magic pixie dust that is going to miraculously return our lives to the way that they were before this whole thing started. And in fact, we may never go back to who we were when this whole thing started. For now, we are most definitely in a period of exile. It's a whole new world out there. And it's more than understandable that, that we all need to take a collective pause and try to get our footing. Into that speaks Paul, writing to those whom he knows, or at least he's heard of enough to know whom he speaks. It's timeless wisdom that will bless us tremendously if we're willing to hear it this morning. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. Sometimes I think that if I hear the words social distancing one more time, I'm going to scream. I get it. You get it. That's why you're watching me online this morning. Because we're keeping a good social distance. But that doesn't mean that we are not deeply connected in Christ. As the church, we gather week after week, year after year, season after season together because of one thing, Jesus Christ. Even if we have nothing else in common, we make space in our lives to stay tuned in to one another because we are each grafted into the body of Christ as believers. And that means that even when we're physically apart, our souls can very much be in tune with one another. For example, if you are someone who likes to visualize your prayers ascending to heaven, imagine then what it looks like when my prayers ascend, when Pastor Sung's prayers ascend, when your pew neighbor's prayers ascend. And as they ascend, they are caught up together 
en route to glory. Can you see it? Can you see it, church? Can you see how our souls are so deeply connected even when we are physically distanced? Now, now is not the time to go off and do your own thing. Now more than ever, we need each other. And the blessing of this whole mess is that probably for the first time in a very long time, we have time to spend with each other. This is the time to pick up that phone and make that call that you've been meaning to make but you never have gotten around to. This is the time to dust off that old stationery and give yourself a primer on how to send actual real snail mail. Remember that that stamp goes there in the upper right-hand corner. What a gift. What an extraordinary gift when someone goes to their mailbox and they see something in somebody else's actual handwriting that was written just for them. Now is a great time to see this, this holy disturbance as a time to reset and reflect and re-energize our priorities. For me, personally, it's been a time to reconnect with my kids. Since I don't have to run them to a million and one activities anymore, I've been getting a chance to see what creative and inquisitive human beings actually reside at my house. Now, that's not to say that there haven't been some moments where I wanted to go into my closet and shut the door for a few minutes for peace and quiet. But on the whole, I recognize that these are precious days. Please remind me of this if we're still socially distancing in 30 days. And that leads to Paul's next piece of wisdom, cultivate thankfulness. This is a spiritual and a mental health issue. What can we be thankful for during this time? Well, for starters, I'm thankful for the internet and the postal service. Between those two things, which quite honestly are usually the bane of my existence, we are able to stay connected to one another in meaningful ways. I'm thankful for Paul and for Sung and for Helen and for our Kirkwood Cares team and our elders and Sunday school teachers and each and every single one of you who has gone above and beyond to make sure that we are all making it through this thing together. What can you be thankful for today? Something to eat? Beautiful weather? The hope that you have in Jesus Christ and in his promises of the resurrection? The love of friends and family? How about the love of your pastor? Big things, small things. Look around and focus on who and what you can be thankful for. Let the word of Christ, the message, have run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. I love the message translation here. Let the word of Christ have the run of your house. Oh man, does that hit me this week. I've got a little guy at my house who wakes up before the sun and he is ready to go all day long. Talk about the run of the house. Just when I think I've got one room picked up, he has created chaos in three other rooms. 
What if we just let scripture loose all over our house the way that my son is all over my house? What if it just covered us everywhere that we went, the kitchen, the bedroom, the lanai, the living room, everywhere you turn, scripture informing and feeding into your life? You can listen to it online. You can pick up your Bible and read it. You can put sticky note passages in every room of your home. But my friends, don't just read it. Don't just read it. Let them encourage you and guide you. Act on those words. If you're going to be stuck in your house, then let the words stick to you in these holy days. Paul also writes, instruct and direct one another using good common sense. Common sense. I feel like if there was ever a vaccine that the world desperately needed right this second, it would be a vaccine to give everyone common sense. These are hard and difficult days. Let's name that and be honest about it. But just like common sense dictates that you should always wash your hands and that you should keep a good physical distance from those who are sick. And common sense also dictates that one human being cannot go through 99 rolls of toilet paper in a week. Common sense also needs to be entrenched in the hearts of believers. You might find, and I hope that you do, yourself blessed with opportunities to share your faith in the weeks ahead. Take some time today and develop a common sense plan to share the good news. Make sure that the language that you use is rooted in hope, not in despair or fear. That's not to say that you cannot lament, but do not lament without hope. Despair and fear do not reflect the heart of our faith, and that is exactly why this is an extraordinary opportunity for the global church to speak life into a crisis that brings the potential for death. Don't ever forget that it is Jesus who saves. It is the Holy Spirit who opens hearts to receive the word. And your job, your job is to be a messenger of that word. Use common sense here and share that word with a language of hope. And then Paul writes, sing, sing your hearts out to God. Well, that speaks to all of us who usually reserve our singing for the shower or the car. This is the moment that we have been waiting for. Thanks to this whole isolation business, you can sing as loud as you want this morning, as long as you want, all over your house. Sing the hymns, sing the praise songs, sing it loud and clear. There will be no judgment here. Music can lift your heart and your spirits, and I hope that with every song that comes into the service this morning, that all over Bradenton and all over the world, we are just all belting it out together. And I hope that it puts a smile on your face thinking about how wildly insane it would be if we could throw all of those voices together and hear that in one song. Friends, I, I don't know. I don't know what you are all doing to pass the time in these uncertain days. Maybe you're taking up a new hobby, reading a good book, calling an old friend, gardening, cooking, learning. But whatever it is that you're going to do, including your singing, 
Paul writes, let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God for every step of the way. Church, God's got this. God's got this. He's got you. He's got me. And together with his help, we are going to do this thing called the church faithfully and with great joy. We are going to stay connected through the peace of Christ. We're going to use common sense. We're going to let scripture have the run of our homes. We're going to cultivate thankfulness and we are going to sing loud. Join me, church. Together we can take this moment of crisis and turn it into an extraordinary opportunity. Clean hands, pure hearts, be the church. Amen.